founder of Grace and Ease Productions, and oh my gosh, today's guest. This freaking TEDx speaker is on a mission to lead, inspire, and empower women to stand in their personal power and create their best life. Petrina Wisdom is an abundance activator, a best-selling author, financial expert, educator, podcast host, and founder of Pure Abundance Retreats, in addition to being an all-around badass mom. I love it. <laughs> She's you also that in there. <laughs> she what you gotta throw that in there, right? I, I love that. You might as well. I mean, that's a whole nother job, but that's that's for something else, right? But I love that you are just really super deeply passionate about showing women how to really unlock their full potential, achieve those long-term fulfillment being in harmony and in peace, like just having that peace of mind in all aspects of your life. So uh, we'll probably touch on this, but she just really does this through guiding people on her six-step wisdom system. And this is for personal growth, spiritual attunement, and financial growth. So officially help me welcome to the stage, Petrina. What's up? Thank you. Thank you. It's so good to be here. I'm so excited because there's, there's something really, really powerful. Um, I know you have a, just a profound story that really is the catalyst for everything you do. And I think it would be doing a disservice if we didn't have you start there and share a bit of your story of how you really was catapulted into this new mission of yours and thus, you know, are creating impact in the world. But please share a little bit about your story. Yes, absolutely. So I believe that probably every single person on this podcast today will be able to identify with some parts of my story. Um, I truly believe that your story is your glory and that we're placed in certain positions, circumstances, and experiences to learn from it and essentially to find the gift in whatever you're going through. And for myself, I'm very, as you said, deeply committed to impacting other women and showing them how to live their badass, bodacious life, right? And so for myself, it really started when I was younger, kind of the core of it. It started when I was younger. I was raised with a single mom. She had me at a very young age. She was 16 when she had me. Um, Ended up being a single mom because obviously dad was present, but he was not present. And growing up, I just really, what I saw, what was modeled for me was that you work hard, work hard for money, that you have to prove prove yourself that you have to be a certain way in the world, specifically as a woman, in order to succeed and, and, and be relevant, really, to be worthy. And so that was some messaging that followed me. Because of watching my family and all of the dynamics, all of the, the women in my family who were unmarried, single moms, struggling financially, really being stagnant in their voice, Um, Just so many other examples of what I like to call scarcity, right, where they're basically creating their life from this place of fear, struggle and scarcity instead of from a place of abundance. I sort of made a decision very early that that wasn't going to be me. (laughs) That's not going to be me. And the way that I'm going to like dodge that bullet 
is to never get married, never have kids. Like I'm just going to completely focus on myself and my career and impact. Put and it off. You're just yeah, like, I'm going to knock it off from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, let's just eliminate that altogether. Don't have good examples of what that looks like. Let me just go sprinkle my fairy dust and like save the world, right? Right. However, the universe spirit has a sense of humor. <laughs> Here we go. Yes. So I ended up meeting a man, falling in love. And the next thing you know, we've dated for 12 years. We've got two kids, two cars, two houses at this point, all the fairy tale life that I never wanted, and eventually got married and had more kids, right? And it just expanded on that that unwanted at the time vision. But when I when I got it, I fell in love with it. Yeah, I fell in love with being a mom. I fell in love with being a wife. I fell in love with being a mother, right? But at the same time, fortunately, I had already done so much self-work, so much spiritual work, and I knew that I wanted to be a priority in my own life. And so I kept my sense of self. Um, always still kept my entrepreneurial ventures and, and all of the things traveled, hung out with my friends. And I'm really glad that I did, because if you fast forward to 2009, January 6th, to be exact, my husband, who was in the financial business, ironically, right here, I come from a single parent home, uh, no financial education, lots of struggles, things of that nature. And I fall in love with someone who came from a two parent home, very stable, very financially educated, owned homes, all of these things. And so we kind of balanced each other out. So imagine my shock, my surprise, and how blindsided I was on January 6th of 2009, when my husband woke up one morning, put on his suit and tie, grabbed his briefcase, gave me and my three kids at the time a kiss goodbye, told us that he loved us, and then walked out the door knowing he wasn't coming home. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So he ends up going missing for 24 hours. Wow. And I'm calling, I'm texting, I'm I'm freaking out and we 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 women we have this intuition where we kind of know when things aren't right even if we don't want to recognize and acknowledge it. I had that feeling. Mm-hmm. And so I'm calling, I'm texting, I'm doing everything I can to get in, t- in contact with him. And he goes missing for a whole 24 hours. I wake up the next day and get a call from the Las Vegas Police Department. And I hear on the other line that my husband had committed suicide. So overnight, everything changed. Like the rug was ripped out from under me. Um, I was just completely blindsided. I was broken. My, My best friend, my lover, the father to my children, Essentially, the person who helped me to evolve out of the of the struggle and scarcity mindset and really step more into this place of abundance was now stripped away from my life. Mm -hmm. And I was exposed. I was I was just left alone to pick up all of the pieces. And by the way, not only did I find out that he passed away and I already had three children, but I was calling and texting him the day before because I had found out I was pregnant with my fourth child. So on this one day, I find out my husband's past. I find out I'm pregnant with my fourth child. And on top of everything else, as if that wasn't challenging enough, I also inherited my husband's financial business. Again, I didn't feel equipped. I was so insecure. I didn't have confidence. I didn't know that 
if that I had the ability to step into the role and take care of those things, take care of his clients, take care of his team. So this was the challenge that the universe set in front of me. Mm-hmm. And because I've always been the person who says everything happens for a reason, <laughs> there's a reason. Spirit's like, ah, you're saying the rhetoric, but let's see if you believe it. Right. And so Spirit and I had a, a very intense conversation like, okay, everything happens for a reason. What the F is the reason? Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So, I mean, in those moments when we had these very challenging blindsiding traumatic experiences, we all have choice. We can choose to be the victim, right? And just give in, lay down and give up. Or we can choose to victor over our situation, which is what I chose to do for myself, but even more for my children, for my family members, for the people who were working with us at the financial business. And for any woman out there that was watching my experience and would then be informed on how they would move forward. Mm-hmm. So I really chose to use this as, as a re- kind of a catalyst and a reason to step fully into my purpose instead of kind of tap dancing as I was doing before, yeah. you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, wow. Right. And, <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you universe for, you know, helping guide me into that next level. So tell me about that next level. Tell me about like, what, what does it mean to be on purpose and passion and, you know, in pure abundance? Like, what is that? Um, What does it mean to live in that? Yes. Well, it's been a journey. It's been quite the journey. Um, (laughs) And it came with a lot of heart, additional heartbreak and heartache, because when that experience happened, it ripped the bandaid off of all my insecurities, my fear of abandonment, um, just any kind of vulnerability that you have, something like that is going to bring it up. I was triggered. And so the first thing I wanted to do was I wanted to try and save the men like him and kind of figure out like why this happened, right? We had a happy marriage. He was probably the most happy and generous that he had ever been right before he passed. And so initially I wanted to create a space. I created a nonprofit organization called Hands of Comfort. And I created a space where people can come in their time of um, mental distress is what I said, mental distress, so that they can be supported, seen and heard, right? Where do leaders go for support? Leaders have a tendency to be the one that everyone else is going to for support, right? We're leading, we're taking care of everyone else. So I created this space in mind thinking, well, I can help the men. And if I can help the men, I can prevent a lot of women from having this experience. Uh, but, But the nonprofit was for everyone. I quickly realized that it wasn't necessarily the men that I was here to serve. And also that nonprofit wasn't exactly the space that I was going to do it in, that I would be able to reach more people doing it as a traditional business. So I pivoted, started coaching, started speaking. You know, I sat down and really reconnected with what are the things that people come to me for naturally and that I do very easily, that I love to do and that I would do for free all day long even though I, w- I want to get paid because I like money. Right? Unlike a lot of women who might be afraid of financial conversations at this point, I wasn't. And so that was where everything started. But I was a solopreneur, right? So I had this really interesting um, 
I guess, dichotomy where in my personal and spiritual development business, I was solopreneur. I show up, I serve, I make money, I make impact. Whereas in my husband's financial business that I had inherited, that I took over, it was a brokerage. So I had a team and I had all these other things going on, both created insecurity and scarcity and fear. (laughs) So, So it was a growth process of handling both, learning from both. And then I kind of found myself feeling pulled in one direction part-time and then pulled in the next direction the rest of the time until I realized that bringing bringing them together, bringing the spiritual development, the personal development, the financial development, and overcoming all of the fears that came up along the way was the way that I was going to impact and create more abundance in the world. So I like to say that I I teach and lead people on the higher law and the lower law of abundance, because it all starts, I believe, from the inside, right? Our beliefs, our mindset, our languaging, right? Our relationship with ourselves. And then we can create the external. We have the intrinsic and the the extrinsic, which I can't speak today, um, motivations, as well as the actions that need to be taken in order to create that abundance. So over the years, I've just, I've given myself permission to fail forward Mm -hmm. and to adjust and, and re uh, reboot whenever, whenever it needed. Yeah. I love the fact that you were able to take two seemingly very different businesses and concepts and ideas and look at how they can actually mesh together um, and, and create a new hybrid form of business and doing business right? Taking, yeah. taking both sides of it and what works over here, what works over here and put the two things that work on both sides together, so to speak. And well, then, I think society kind of tells us that it's one thing, yeah. right? You're going to take this path or you're going to take p- this path or you're going to focus on the outward success and that's going to give you the abundance or focus on the internal and that's going to give you the abundance where the truth is there's so many people who have become successful in their businesses, their careers, financially and everything in their life from the outside looking in, everything looks perfect and they're dying inside, right? They feel isolated. They feel disconnected from their self, misaligned from their true identities. Mm-hmm. And then you have people who are extremely spiritually enlightened, who financially are like self-destructing. So I just was like, because I was in both worlds, I'm like, how do I bridge this gap? Yeah. And how am I here to serve? And I've been on both sides. <laughs> yeah. It's um, so true. And yeah, finances and abundance and money, it draws a lot of emotion for people. Yes. It draws a lot of insecurity and pain and all kinds of stuff, right? So it makes logical sense that you need to have the personal development piece of it and also the concrete, this is what you need to do when you have it pieces Mm -hmm. to work together. (laughs) Yes. Integration. Integrated all together. I love that. So if we stay along the the thread of you have these two businesses and, you know, if we were to pull back the curtain, kind of look behind the scenes, would you mind sharing a little bit about your journey with scaling these businesses 
And also leveraging your time. I mean, you've got four babies at home. You've got two businesses that you're running. You you know, it's like, how? And yeah. what, what is that journey and how did you scale? I love this question and it's loaded. <laughs> it's really because cool again, about the curtain, I, right? Like, let's look. I tell the backstory because the backstory, it all goes back to the backstory, right? So all of us have been conditioned right? Growing up with certain foundational beliefs, whether it's our parents, whether it's society, whatever it is. And mine, again, was work hard for money, prove worth, right? (laughs) That was the running all the time. And so the more I did, the busier I was, the more I put myself out, um, the less sleep I got, the more I didn't eat, the least sleep, right? All these things equaled success. (laughs) And so in my personal development business, here I was like a lot of people preaching, teaching, self-care, you know, prioritizing self, putting your mask on first, all these things. And then in the financial business, I was teaching leverage because that was the whole premise of that is let's leverage, leverage your money, leverage your time, leverage your team, all these things. So I have these two different sides that I was uh, exercising and behind the scenes, I was like dying. Everything looked great from the, from the outside looking in, I'm handling everything, but inside I was dying because I felt really disconnected. It's like, I wanted to continue his legacy. And I believed wholeheartedly in the message of the financial business and the financial messaging. Um, And my soul was like, but the reason you're here is to do this. This, I had no leverage. This, I had all the leverage. This was passion, purpose, impact on a way high, high, higher law level. And the other one was more the lower law. So before everything came together for me, which, I mean, this was 2009 that everything started. And honestly, it's only been like the last three years that everything has completely integrated and where I've gotten really clear on how these work together. Mm-hmm. It all changed when I simply made a decision that I wanted to live a, a life of ease, that I wanted nothing to do with anything that did not bring me utter joy. <laughs> like I just want to, I want to have fun. I want to serve. I want leverage. I want time. Right. Right. And so I essentially decided that in order to have that, I needed to have a million dollar business. And in order to have a million dollar business, I needed to literally burn down my old corporation, start a new one and rebuild it for the purpose of scaling, which meant, you know, downsizing to only very one or two offers. Um, It also meant restructuring all of my systems, back-end systems for growth, right, for scale. It meant actually letting go and trusting people to help me, like getting really really clear about what I needed. I'm very, I call myself a recovering control freak, almost recovered, but but recovering because I still gripping as much as possible. Yeah, yeah. And I'm one of these really odd people where I'm big vision, creative visionary, and very detailed. 
on certain things. Yeah. Right. So I had to learn the hard way. It was, it was tedious. It was like a death for me hiring people and trusting them to handle different parts of my business, but it was also the biggest gift, Mm -hmm. but I had to really get clear with myself about what are the things that I must do in my business? What are the things that I can leverage to create more time for me to do my magic in my business? And then how do I lead them? I've never been in corporate America. I've been an entrepreneur since I was 16 years old. So like, I didn't know what that looked like. How do you lead people? How do you manage people? How do you motivate people, right? So it was such a huge learning curve. And it also was, again, a catalyst for my growth and elevation. So it's been, the short answer is it's been hell, but it's been beautiful. It's taken a few years to get to the point where you're like, oh, okay, this is how it's working. Fantastic. So I appreciate that. Yeah, (laughs) I feel like going, it's not easy all the time. It takes time. You got to burn things down. I was, I was speaking to somebody else the other day on the podcast and they were talking about their book. Oh goodness. I can't think. It's like, let it, let the business burn or something like that. Because he was saying- (laughs) It takes courage. Well, and the things that we view sometimes of like, oh, I've got to put this fire out. I got to put that fire out. I got to put this all out. It's like, aren't really fires that are going to burn it down, right? It's just pulling your attention away. But when you start doing like you're saying, putting in the systems, putting in the team, trusting them, allowing them to make mistakes, telling them how you tweak and adjust it is a whole new level. And then on top of that, then you get to learn how to actually lead the team, right? Yes. And their personalities and what comes into it. So it is a process. It isn't going to happen overnight. And so I appreciate you bringing that to the awareness of uh, for our audience here going, it's, it's going to take time. But if you do mm-hmm. it strategically, if you do it step by step, if you really tap into How am I always going back to the joy and the ease and the scalability, knowing I, you know, deserve to get to a million dollar business starting there and then breaking it down, right? Yeah. And keeping the big vision in mind. So just to give you some insight into the big vision and why I made that decision that I was ready, because that's what it is. It's just readiness. Like I'm ready to build a million dollar business. Whereas previously I was still in scarcity. So I was okay with just like surviving or like, oh, I have a, you know, decent sized business, but you can create more impact with a million dollar or a multi-million dollar business than you can with a hundred thousand dollar business, right? Um, That's just facts. And so it took for me to do that inner inner work and overcome a lot of that scarcity and, and learn to transition into living and making decisions from a place of abundance for all of this other growth and elevation to happen. So for me, I actually, I think you mentioned Tony Robbins earlier. I went to a Tony Robbins event in like 2017. Actually, I went to all of them, but we won't talk about that. (laughs) I went to all of them in one year. I was like Tony Robbins Academy. Uh And at one of them, Date with Destiny, I remembered my actual first big vision that I ever had, right? Because what happens is we go through life, we have big visions, somebody may poo-poo the vision or like tell you you can't do it, and then you lose sight of it. Mm -hmm. Um, So for myself, I used to be a massage therapist and esthetician for like 10 years, and I owned a salon spa 
And when I had that salon spa, my intention was that I wanted a wellness retreat, a retreat center. Mm -hmm. And so that was like my first step towards that, right? Um, So in 2017, when I went to the Tony Robbins event, I remembered that vision because I was like, how did we get here? Like, I've got this financial business. I've got this business. I'm like spinning my wheels. I never have time, right? I was, I just felt very unmotivated and like dampened in my energy because I was pulled in so many different directions. And so when I remembered that vision, I was like, oh, that's what it's all for. Mm -hmm. And so I started really focusing on, okay, rather than me haphazardly thinking this big vision of my retreat center is going to just happen, let me start working towards it. And Mm -hmm. so the very next year, my partner and I were supposed to go on a vacation to Belize. He couldn't go because his passport didn't come. And being who I am, I went anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Come on now. (laughs) So long story short, I go to Belize by myself for a week. I fall in love with the country. And I say, this is it. This is where I'm going to build my retreat center. And Mm. so I came back home and immediately started working on doing a retreat, which is now known as the Pure Abundance Retreat. Um, in Belize. And we started doing this annually. So when you have that big vision, right, the the big vision of Pure Abundance Retreat is that it will be eventually a retreat center Mm -hmm. that helps women to prioritize their own sacred self-care where they have it on calendar, like every year, almost like a gym membership or a timeshare or something like that. And so with that vision in mind, everything else grew. I decided I'm going to make a billion, create a billion, million dollar business. Oh, we'll wait, wait, hold on. Billions coming out. Billions. Sources I already saying it through you. Just saying, I just yes. want to point it out in case it was. I got it. Okay. I, got I, it. I, I kept trying to say I'm millions. To billions, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, you made the, de- I made the decision. I started to take the actions in between making the decision and taking the action, there was a belief that was created that I can do it. That's major, right? Especially coming from a place of scarcity and feeling unworthy. So there was a belief that I could actually do it. And then through taking the actions and keeping my mind and my vision, keeping my attention on that vision, it's just grown and expanded. And now I feel it moving closer and closer, right? Three years out, two years out, one year out. So I, it's just amazing. I love this work. I love this work, even with all the struggle, even with all the ups and downs and the feelings of like insecurity and not being sure. I love who we become on the other side when we do the work. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. We, well, we've already been talking for a while. We've been talking before this. I think we'll can continue to be connected, but for our audience here, I would love for you to share with us, I believe you have a free gift for a way um, for everybody here to essentially get started on this journey, yes. similar to you. Would, would you share a little bit about that? Happily. So after my husband passed and I, I was put in a position to start rebuilding my life as independent, you know, as I thought I was independent and interdependent, there was a part of me that died. And I just needed to start over. And so we can start over at any point in our journey. It doesn't matter if you're already, you know, in your situation, in your career. At some point, you may start to feel like I did, dampened or just feeling uninspired or not really knowing why you're doing the things that you're doing. The key is to get back to the truth of yourself. Mm -hmm. 
So the Awakening Life audio, what it did for me, I created this during the time when I was recreating my life. I documented the steps and now it's sort of the foundation for all of the work that I do. It's awakening self-esteem, awakening true self and awakening creativity. Because I know that that is what needs to happen in order for you to rebuild your life in a way that feels in alignment, that's impactful and purposeful. So it's a 60 minute audio, very easy to listen to. I've been told that people listen to it over and over again, do yoga to it, all of this, um, but it's workbook style as well. So there's prompts and things that are actually gonna help you get started on your journey. I love it. Thank you. So the link to that is going to be in the show notes. Highly recommend that you pick that up because like she said, no matter where you're at in your journey, it's always a, a great opportunity to bring this in and kind of see what is the next level of creativity, next level of self-esteem, next level, next level, right? And really coming back to center. So very excited for that. Make sure you go to the show notes to click the link and download all of that amazing workbook and audio. But as we wrap up here, Patrina, I would love for you to kind of share, you know, what is what is your your last takeaway or memorable note that you would like to leave our audience with? Well, it's kind of a two part. One, no matter how broke or broken you feel, you can always change your situation and create a completely different reality. So I like to tell people, stop living by default, get back in the driver's seat of your life and create what I like to call your life of pure abundance. <laughs> it's all about intention and clarity and taking action. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So thank you so much for being with us today, Petrina. I just want to say also thank you to everybody here that was joining us for another episode of Creating Powerful Impact. I'm really excited for you to just take all of the lessons and the resources that you learned here today, start to implement them, create even more impact for yourself and the world that you end up being just that bright light in. And until next time, have an outstanding rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening to the Creating Powerful Impact podcast. If you are a successful coach, speaker, author, or thought leader who would like to be on this program, simply visit creatingpowerfulimpact.com forward slash guest. If you are someone who got something out of this interview, would you please do me a favor and share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your socials. Also, if you know somebody that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag creating powerful impact. I love seeing all of your posts and great guest selections. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content to make sure you don't miss any episodes. Go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show, and they really mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more about us? Head on over to our website, graceandeaseproductions.com, or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Just look for Grace and Ease Productions on your favorite platform. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.